Hey everyone, thank you for being here and welcome to Rewriting Our Future, a Mind Control Exodus, the podcast, episode 10. Today's episode I am really blessed to introduce because it's a swap cast with Scott Armstrong from Rebunked, where he interviewed me, yours truly, the host of this show, Paul. He interviewed me and I had a really inspired conversation. I got amped up, it was really fun. It was the first time I was ever a guest on anyone else's show. And I got to really light up about the things that I've been passionate about the last few years, which is the way my wife and I have been changing our life, uh, the book I wrote on uh, encouraging people to travel, and the new project I'm launching where I'm offering free one-on-one travel coaching to help people break free of their current limitations to encourage us all to align more with the path that we are divinely inspired to be aligned with. I think you're really going to like the show. Um, Enjoy. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Very excited for this episode, you guys. It's going to be fantastic, fantastic. One of my Good dear friends is on the show, and I'm really excited to catch up. But before we get too far into it, I just want to take a quick moment. I know you guys usually just push fast forward right here, but just hang on. Just hang on. Real quick, this is how you follow and support the show. And even and just real quick, I want to start with the t-shirt shop. All right. We got some awesome new designs in there. Uh, we got the Trump mug shot. Trump wanted for vaccine genocide shirt. They're selling like hotcakes, guys. Thank you so much for the support there. Uh, definitely got to make sure you get one of your own of these as we ramp up into the crazy election cycle, election season, all the nonsense, like represent, piss off everybody in your vaccine or Trump wanted for vaccine genocide shirt, 16 bucks. There's not, I don't know anybody out there that's selling shirts for 16 bucks. So support the show, support big frog t-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon, shout outs to Amanda and, and Ryan over there just crushing. Uh, let's see. We got another new design in there. This one here, when you comply, you die. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't comply our way out of this nonsense. So let your friends and neighbors know to stop complying, you assholes. You are just a bunch of complying little bastards. So keep them keep them in check. You know what I'm saying? We got all kinds of stuff. We got here. Let's pull up some of these. So Ryan, the owner of Big Frog T-shirts in Beaverton, <laughs> busted out these, the never-ending psyop. Right. With all of the gremlins there at the top, just like, you know, fun, fun, funny, hilarious. But just go browse through you guys. We got. uh, Oh, they got them. Oh, we talked about this, but I haven't seen it. See, this is how cool these guys are. They just bust shit out. And I'm like, oh, God, look at this. Oh, my God. It's even a great yellow color. You got the are you threatening me? Yellow sweatshirt. We're in fall going into winter. Oh, I'm ordering one of those right now. Look. okay, And then 30 bucks. You guys, you cannot get a sweatshirt out there for 30 bucks. That cool. Like, what are you doing? Stock up today. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about that. Hold on. Where did that go? We got the censorship kills. This is the one I've been really repping. The compliance is violence. Oh, we got the Trump shirt on the, the sweatshirt. We got the icy false flags. And the, oh, and the Fauci gave us all AIDS and the bright green. I kind of like that, dude. That's so cool. Oh, Ryan, Amanda, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Ah, it's so fun to go on here and see all this cool stuff. And so we got women's shirts, okay? We got all of them in women's sizes as well. 
Um, we got hats and stickers. Go stick a sticker somewhere. Be a rebel. You know what I'm saying? So that's a t-shirt. Rebunk.news forward slash shirts. And also on the main page, rebunk.news. There's a link right there, right at the top. It takes you right to the website. So while we're on the website, let's talk about the Substack. So that's where you sign up for the email news alerts. Completely free to join. Um, that way you get on the list for whenever I go live. I'm going to send out a, uh, a link via Substack. And that's when you know when the show is going to be on, how to how to watch it, and, and also how to follow the guests. Like for tonight, Paul, he's got his one-on-one travel coaching. We've got his uh, Substack and his book, which we're going to get into tonight. This guy's prolific, prolific, prolific. Um, that's that's pretty much it. You know, we got all the affiliates at the top here. Uh, Richard Groves Autonomy. Click that button. Go through the obstacle course and see if autonomy is right for you. I know they just kicked off season 10, so you can totally just jump right in still. You don't have to like wait until next season or whatever, but click that link. Go check it out. Um, I went through season eight. It's a fantastic program. I learned so much that I still use. I, I use all this stuff all the time. And uh, so autonomy is fantastic. We got Truth TRS Heavy Metal Detox Spray. And then the Give, Send, Go if you just want to drop a tip in the tip jar. Truth TRS Heavy, healthy humans in a toxic world. You know what I'm saying? Zeolite absorbs and eliminates the heavy metals in your body. Brain fog, all kinds of issues. It just zaps it out. So anyway, guys. All right. Thank you so much for the little preamble there. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring in my good friend, Paul Henning. The great Paul Henning. Paul, how you doing, man? Scott, hello. I'm doing well. Good to see you. So good to see you, too. So I just got to give people a little bit of background. So Paul is a is a is a husband uh, author writer traveler coach all kinds of amazing things and just like wide awake to everything like some of the conversations we've had in the past i'm just like mind gets blown all the time so the cool thing about so i met paul and his lovely wife catherine shout out to catherine dude catherine's the best uh met you guys at uh, uh squatch fest up near seattle what was that 22? That was in 2020, wasn't it? Or was that 2021? Yeah. Like early? No, 20s? it was 2020, I think. Yeah, 2020. And so, like in the height of the madness. And uh, so I met I met these two, and uh, we just became like instant friends. And the cool thing about these guys is they're just they, they travel all over, and they're all about these freedom festivals. And so I met the next time I ran into you guys was at uh, Manifest, the festival we put on right outside of Portland. Yep. Oh, so, two festivals, and then I saw you at Float Fest down in Texas when I was moving out here to Tennessee. Yep. Then I saw you guys at Bear Fest in Missouri, then Bertaria National mm. Festival. Am I missing one? That's about it. And then and then I came out this last week uh, to hang out with you guys for a full week, help you with some handyman projects. Mm-hmm. My own handyman abilities were challenged. I was uh, I saw where my limitations were, tried to push past them, and and uh, but otherwise I think you know that was a lot of fun. So thank you guys for having me out there. Uh, I was able to spend a week in Virginia out there. Uh, with these guys and just taking care of business, hanging out, dude. I was just I'm so grateful for your hospitality. And during that time, we were just talking so much. And I learned so much about all the stuff you have been doing. I'm like, dude, we got to get you on the show. Like you're just you're, you're yeah. so, like you're doing the deal, man. And so your story really serves as an inspiration, hopefully to others, because this is something we've been talking about a lot on the show lately. And I know mm-hmm. what I've talked about is just like this last episode. Even we I talked about it with uh, Angela, you know, the idea of like, tiptoeing or just leaping out of the matrix and finding mm-hmm. your own way in the world, you know, and you guys yeah. are living that and it's so inspiring. So yeah, between, between the traveling stuff and the, uh, your, your sub stack, your podcasting adventure, man, like it's just, it's really, really good stuff. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. 
Yeah, of course. I really appreciate your time and the help this week. And I'm not surprised that this house that we're, uh, for those that don't know, which is everyone, I guess we're selling our house that we just recently bought because we decided we need to uh, keep exiting the matrix as it were. And this house was just one more thing that we, um, instead of saying, why is this happening? We bought this big house that's crumbling in the woods. And instead of why is this happening, happening, we started to ask, you know, what is this offering us? And mm. so it's offering us a bunch of equity. And if we sell this house, my wife can quit her job and I can take my job on the road and we can continue to pursue a life aligned with value. And of course, it takes sacrifice. And so we're like, mm. dear Lord, how are we going to fix these literally 1000 things that the house needs? And uh, so we might as well call, we might as well call. Our favorite neighborhood handyman, <laughs> Scott Armstrong, even though he's in Nashville. So you came to help us and yeah. you, uh, we really appreciated that. Um, it was a lot of fun. And thank you yeah. so much. I feel like that there's more that could have been done, but I think we did, we did pretty good. We did pretty good. So yeah, it's and, never, it's never ending. So it always is. Uh, it's good to yeah. have any help. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, man. So, um, sure. so yeah, gosh, there's so many places we can start here. So let's talk about, let's start with, uh, well, let's, let's start with, Cause the main call to action here we want to do is like, you, you're starting off on your own adventure of uh it's a new adventure, but it's mm -hmm. something you have a lot of expertise in. So let's start talking about yeah. the book. Let's start talking about your background. So I have a copy of the book here. Um, cool. Well, the green, the green screen kind of makes it a little funky. Look at that. Hmm. But uh, the book is uh, international backpacking and domestic travel. What I learned while traveling the world, a comprehensive guide to book, a guide book for world traveling. So we never really got into this. So, so tell me about, you're, you're maybe not like every single adventure, but like, tell me, like, how, how did you embark on that road of just being a world traveler? Like, what, what was that like? Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in South Texas on the border of Mexico, um, the Rio Grande Valley, which is literally like on the border. My parents' house was five miles. If you take a ride out of the, the, the driveway of the house I grew up in, you'd be in Mexico in about 10 minutes. <clears throat> if you weren't careful, you could accidentally cross the bridge. And uh, which is right now, if you notice on the news, you know, Fox is just showing people pouring over the border. Uh, yeah. That's like right where I grew up. And so I wow. grew up in a place where it was really simple. Like no one called it international travel. It was just like you just went to Mexico for if you needed to get like some dental work or you needed some, you know, pharmaceuticals or you needed some non-prescribed pharmaceuticals or you just wanted to go get lunch or go shopping. You know, it was a really part of the culture down there. It's like a super integrated Mexican-American culture. And um Oh, there's also South Padre Island down there, which a lot of people mm. don't think about an island being in Texas, but there is like a beautiful beach in South Texas. Uh, and so in the same day, you can go to South Padre Island, go swimming and fishing. And then on the way back home, you could stop in Mexico for dinner, um, which is pretty cool, actually. And a lot of people I don't think don't realize that the South Texas has a, a bit of diversity like that. And so, I mean, before I even like got my driver's license, we were sneaking my parents' cars out and going all over the place. And then by the time I was in like my later high school years, um, we were kind of like a rowdy bunch, but I would take the vehicle and pick my friends up from school, even from other schools in neighboring high schools in the area. And we would skip school and go to Mexico and party and then be back home by the end of the school day. Uh, not to mention we would drive to the island and sleep in the car. Um, so I was just always called to wander around and stuff. And I kept doing it basically in Till it really started to be super transformative. I joined the Navy for a while. I was a little bit lost. And now I look back on my military time. I'm like, I must have been really lost to join the military. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I got a taste of a little bit of world travel in the Navy. You know, I was at sea for like 13 months. And uh, we would go all over and see different ports and stuff. But it was really kind of 
you know, it was like really sterile. You could just go, you had to be like with your little buddy and, you know, people in the Navy are just like a mess. And so the, 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 the man had us on a tight leash. Yeah. So you would like go out, you know, go have dinner, get as drunk as you could and come back to the boat. It wasn't really very like, it wasn't very like culturally enriching, you know? Um, yeah. uh, and, but one time or my last deployment, I was out to sea and I got an email from my little brother who had been in India and he took, he saved up like $3,000 and he went to India until he ran out of money. And mm. I got an email from him. And I remember walking out. This is in the beginning of my book in the introduction. But I walked out onto the flight deck and we were on a destroyer. It was like, so it's a pretty rocky boat. I mean, we're out there getting splashed by the waves. You know, it's really like you're integrated in the sea. It's not like it's like a, a giant cruise ship. I mean, it was it was a it was a, it could be scary out there on the flight deck all day and night. But so I went out there and I told my friends, you know, my colleagues, like my brother's backpacking around India. And we were traveling the world on a boat and everyone was like, wow, that's terrifying. <laughs> um, and so we just like didn't understand what that meant. Like what was backpacking? Like, why would he go to India? How is he going to pay for this? Like, what do you even do when you get there? And um, so it really sparked something in me. And then when I got out of the Navy, I paid to get out of the Navy early because it was not the environment for me. Um, I, as soon as I had a first break, I thought, I wonder what I should do. And I went to Costa Rica for a month and I, um, now I realize I made a lot of like mistakes that I wouldn't call mistakes. There's like discoveries. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and I can see how someone would get discouraged if they just stopped after a few, but I just kept going. I, I, uh, I kept traveling to different parts of the world with every um, break I had and all the money I had <laughs> whenever I, if, if I didn't have money, I would uh, just buy flights on my credit card. Mm -hmm. I would get jobs. I had a job one time that required international travel. And then, uh, when I worked in the States, I would get jobs that required domestic travel. I worked for the National Park Service for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so every chance I got, I just got, I was, uh, I became addicted to it. Um, and I just didn't stop. And still now, you know, that's how I met my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, I met her in Peru one day. She's from Virginia, but she was also traveling alone. Um, and then, you know, so once that happened, I realized that it, it was the most, you know, solo international travel was like, the most transformative part of my entire life and Whoa. not only you know i think a lot of people think about it as like a vacation you know let's go on a cruise let's go to wherever for a week or something but i really found the value because i didn't have a lot of the guidance and mentorship that i now understand is important for like growing men of turning boys into men and i was just seeking it out there um and so i i found travel as a way to um, develop myself personally you know if i was self-conscious about meeting a group of strangers i knew that if i bought a one-way ticket to cambodia i was going to have to make friends you know i there was a so i just got addicted to the personal development and how fast uh, i changed as a person when i really started to get into it that's awesome man that's awesome so not to delve too much into like truth or fear porn type sure. uh, no, conversations let's, let's but it. But, but, you know, I'm sure the question some people listening are asking is like, so the fact that you have this bank of knowledge about different locations throughout the world, like, let's say the, the United States does fall into like a complete, uh, you know, authoritarian regime, and it's no longer safe for people that think the way we do to live here. Like, what would yeah. be your first place that you would relocate to or try to flee to? Well, right now, the first place I would go is Mexico, mm -hmm. um, because Mexico is you know people used to be like mexico's so corrupt the government doesn't have a handle on anything it's like well that's turns out that's a good thing today and so yeah. there's a lot of places that uh mexico is very accommodating to 
other people, uh, like legally and just personally. Um, and it's really close. You know, you can get there without a car. You could get there without a plane. Um, you could go on a bus and get there pretty simply and it's really affordable and you know there's a there's kind of like the fear point thing about mexico is dangerous mexico is dangerous and sure some places are really dangerous you know um but the the most afraid i felt for my safety at a bus station was in houston texas and the only time anyone tried to physically uh rob me that i didn't notice or that where i noticed where they had their hands in my pockets was in london and so these are considered like some of the most western places like houston and london like um, those were, I would be more worried to hang out there for too long in some of the, not like everywhere, but in some yeah. of the, the places than I would going in random parts of Mexico. I wouldn't be surprised if the propaganda towards all the fear porn in Mexico is to discourage Americans from going because sure. there's an incredible, uh, culture and, you know, there's incredible opportunities there for, uh, foreigners. Totally. And I know a lot of people who have kind of expatriated to, uh, you know, our Derek, I mean, uh, Derek is the first one that comes right. to mind, like Morelia, the whole project they got going mm -hmm. on down there and James Jordan, shout out to James Jordan, uh, Liberty radio just moved to Acapulco. Um, nice. yeah. So, you know, a lot of people are kind of moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously like, especially if you were to be like a remote worker, like worked in the United States, like for a company and like your dollar goes a long ways down there. So like, you yeah. might not, may not be completely unfeasible at this point, but mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of not having just like absolute government just breathing down your neck. I mean, it's a different type of government, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, and then like the whole like, what, what are your thoughts on like the whole cartel thing? Like, is that is that another because I've heard both different stories about it. Like, is that because to me, it seems like, you know, if you're not messing with them, you're not stepping on their toes. It's like it's like the 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 resorts are kind of like run by the cartels. Like they 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 make money off of it. And so they protect it. They value like international tourists like they don't want to mm -hmm. uh cause any issues with the tourists because that's a huge source of revenue for them you know maybe i mean that these are just things I, I maybe heard through the grapevine but also like you know they actually serve as kind of like a de facto government that's like almost like fair to those that but i don't know what are, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on it i don't know am i completely off base with that no i, I think it's fair i mean you know the cartel exists uh in mexico it has a, a a blatant um like a moniker you can picture like you know mexican dudes that are like the thugs with the tattoos on their neck or the guys in the suits that you see getting arrested and and escaped out of jail um but just like the united states as a cartel like i'd hate to be pulled over in chicago with like my concealed firearm on me like you know what i mean like i don't know there's yeah. and so you i think that um the the, the vibe of the, the dangerous scary cartel that's going to hurt you physically uh, or kidnap you um like yeah. Corey hag would say Corey has been kidnapped by the police in in colorado several oh, times oh. um oh yeah so, yeah 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 and so just like doing like lawful travel um and so i think that absolutely there are places in mexico where you know you maybe and your partner could get kidnapped or held for ransom or you could get um things like that but for the most part you're gonna be completely fine and there's yeah. um there's a risk in the united states as well Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Shout out to Corey Haig and uh, a regular guest on the show. But yeah, that's a good way to characterize it being kidnapped by the police. I've been kidnapped for, by the police a few times, but that I, was, I, I deserved it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure at least one of those was victimless. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe they, yeah. they, were victimless. they were victimless, allegedly, but like, you know, what I mean? still, yeah. Yeah. still, I've, I've definitely been kidnapped by the police. So that's hilarious. So, mm -hmm. um, all right. So what inspired you to write the book? So, you to write the book? yeah. A couple of years ago, um, I had started exp exploring self-publishing on Amazon. 
And uh, so I have a couple other things on my Amazon page that I wrote just to kind of get my feet under me to see what it would be like. Cause I started to look into what it's like to get a book published with someone else and like buy someone else. And I was immediately overwhelmed yeah. and I had always been a writer uh, since I was a kid, I would write stuff. And um, in my adulthood, I just, I never wrote anything really that I got put out that much. I was published a couple of times when I was in the university of Colorado. I wrote some stories about uh, growing up on the border actually. Yeah. And um but I, so once I got a hang of how to self-publish something, which is pretty simple, honestly, uh, you can learn how to do it. Like there's guys on YouTube that'll teach you in five minutes how to self-publish your own book on Amazon. Um, I finally started to be like, okay, what do I actually know about? And I used to think of myself because I had quit so many jobs over the years and I would change my life so often. I've lived so many places and I've like, sometimes I have lots of money. Sometimes I have negative money, you know, and I yeah. just, I'm like, I quit jobs and change my entire lifestyle based on my curiosities and so i thought i have no skill like i'm just like a jack of all trades master of none yeah um and then i realized that i kept, what have i been doing all this time i've been traveling and so i was like well i should try to write a book that i can actually be really proud of that will actually offer value to people in the world and something that i really find important and so i just started writing i outlined all the things that i learned while traveling and then I just started flushing it out. And I started about three years ago. The whole thing probably took six months total, but because I would just put it away for a year at a time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with my wife, uh, I was really encouraged to do it. And because people over the years have been asking me for for tips on on travel a lot. And I would sometimes I at some point I would have these emails written up that I would forward people. I'm like, this is what woofing is, you know, where you can be like a worker on an organic farm in exchange for a uh, room and board. And uh, this is how couch surfing works, right? You can get yep. free, you can get a free place to stay. Or you can host people international from international people for free at your house. This is how Airbnb works. You know, this is how hostel world works. And uh, so I just compiled all of these tips and I um, read a couple books on how to write books. I listened to a lot of videos. Um, I studied how to do it. And I basically did it by myself. I paid someone mm -hmm. to edit it, you know, um, but for the most part, it's my own project. And it finally, uh, I finally wrapped it up about six months ago and got it out. Amazing, man. So, so yeah. yeah, it's very comprehensive. You have everything from like, you were saying like how to pack your suitcase, right. In mm -hmm. the order and correctly. Yep. But, uh, and then the one highlight you had mentioned is like, um, so there's a chapter here in here on page 75 called illegal drugs. You want to tell me about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. You know, I tried to make a book that seemed realistic and I don't know what everyone's experience is traveling internationally, but back when I was doing a lot of my backpacking, I wouldn't have been opposed to engaging with someone in commerce that would rearrange my sobriety. And so <laughs> now I would be less likely. I have a lot more to lose these days yeah. and I don't really align with that kind of uh, lifestyle as much, but I want people, I wanted people to know. So you got one and a half pages or whatever on if you're trying to buy drugs in another country, there's important things that you should know. Um, and so I kind of broke down how to do it. Like, for example, one time I was uh, trying to buy weed in Indonesia and it's like mm -hmm. super serious and I was taking it kind of lightly and the guys got pretty upset. Um, and so it's important to understand the laws where you are because some places there's serious penalties. Like there used to be that show Locked Up Abroad. I used to watch that show with like my teeth chattering, you know? Um, and it's, and so, yeah, I just wanted to include in there a section on how to buy drugs. And it works for people domestically, you know, even college students nowadays will go around trying to buy drugs and they just do them foolishly. And you can really get yourself in a lot of trouble. You can get kidnapped yeah. by the police for a, no yeah. a victimless, nonviolent crime if you aren't um, careful and you don't have tact in your your business. So, 
yeah. that's cool man that's cool i love it just uh just very pragmatic like hey here's how to do it because there's a, there's some countries like the you'll get like the death penalty for yeah it's serious having been in possession of drugs so mm -hmm. you know if you're going to engage in that activity definitely educate yourself about what the what the protocols are what the laws are in whatever country mm -hmm. you're in and so yeah 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 so that's cool man um anything else that you think is like a, a highlight or a really valuable part of the book that people would really get something out of yeah, at the beginning of the book, I kind of just talk about the importance of travel and okay. the ways that you can find value in it. You know, and I touched on this a little bit earlier already, but I think it's really important to know that, like, at, you know, right now I see so many of the people I know are just diving into self-improvement and professional development. Like the podcasts and the books nowadays, it's like there are so many people out there that are just diving into their health and they're diving into their uh, personal finances and being an entrepreneur, people are learning about starting businesses. Or of course the truth or thing, we're all trying to figure out like who's telling the truth and who's lying and what to do about it. And I just feel so blessed that I'm surrounded by people that are um, pushing themselves toward professional development. And I think my opinion is that traveling is the most efficient way to personally develop yourself um, that there is, you know, and of course, like going to the gym and reading books and yeah. starting businesses and mentoring and all of that is, is, is really valuable. You know, that's part of the holistic ascension of our, you know, our current beings. Right. Yeah. But when you travel and when you see travel as not just a vacation, but if you're like, like personally, I'd be like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my next chapter of life. My job is miserable. Right. And so like I, before it was like, I'm, I'm not super confident. I don't feel super happy with who I am. Um, I know that I need to break free of this current level that I'm in. You know, it's like a video game or a book or whatever. You don't read Harry Potter and you just read the same chapter over and over. You have to go to the next chapter. You have to go to the next level. And um, I think so many of us can get stuck in the same chapter of our journey and we get stuck in the same level. And if you zoom out and you look at yourself as, as if you have one incarnation in this body on this earth, like we, it is not super advisable to stay in your same level especially if you are not fulfilled and so if you don't know what to do right they say like if you don't know what to do read uh, yeah. and that's a great idea but another thing i would say and if you don't know what to do and you but you have this urge that you can become more than what you are but you don't know exactly where to go travel is absolutely going mm -hmm. to unfold for you the the things that you can't see around yourself it, it'll do it immediately. Like you literally, you can't see around a corner figuratively and literally when you're traveling, you just have to progress, you know? And so I tell people like, if you don't, if you feel uncertain in your life and you, you have like this itch or something's bothering you or whatever, um, I, I highly encourage people to take a trip, you know? And I mean, like you can do any kind of trip. You can get on a cruise where you have the buffet 24 seven and they take you out and back or whatever, or you can, you know, get in an RV or you can go for eight months, you know, go live in Bangkok for eight months, go live in Bangkok for eight days and come back. And I dare anyone to tell me that they haven't, um, they didn't discover something more about themselves and find a spark in life that will allow them the inspiration to continue on their path for another, another chapter. And so um, I take it really seriously. I mean, I, I wrote a book about it because it, it's so powerful. You know, I, I, my mother traveled a lot and it was an incredible example. Um, and I have been able to have a much more dynamic life than the one that was assigned to me by the oligarchs um, yeah. be because of travel I, I have been able to become more expansive you know and and it's out there for everyone and so like if you can't if you want if you need a little self-confidence go order go order breakfast in a restaurant in a language you don't understand you know what i mean Whoa. like you you will just be like 
wow, I am actually way more capable. You get back to the United States, like all the signs are in English. Like you're going to be so much more capable. You know, they say that America, you know, the United States is the land of opportunity, right? The, the home of the, the home of the, the land of the free and the home of the brave, right? Mm-hmm. There are, we are, the majority of the people in the land of opportunity do not view this as the land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. They think this is like the most mundane place where they have to go to their nine to five just so they can get to the Netflix. And then it's hard to find something on Netflix. Oh what, yeah. What a chore, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you go to other countries and you can see, you see why people are pouring into the United States for opportunity. Like there, you can, if there are like Ukrainian immigrants and that uh, someone was telling me about, they came to the United States, started a gutter business like that like suburbia has wealth sitting there yeah right and so you don't even all you if you want to like if you're streamlined and motivated the united states is the land of opportunity and i think that depression and anxiety and all these like neurodivergency or whatever all this is where we're all just like the the diagnostic manual the dsm-5 just like gets bigger and bigger every year right it's like whatever's wrong with you is now a diagnosis that they can prescribe something and it it all goes back to self-confidence and self-esteem and understanding the scope and the gravity of the situation you're in and the opportunity that's around you and so that's why people are depressed you know and they're like oh so i hate my job i hate you know i hate everything i hate my body i hate my job i hate my boss i hate where i live i hate my city it's like there's no gratitude and there's no struggle. So mm. you get your ass on a plane or on a bus, go somewhere for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, watch people, talk to people, and then come back to your town and tell me that you don't see opportunity you didn't see before. And so I, I truly believe that that travel, especially enduring long-term international solo travel that's like a pain in the ass, it, it is the fastest way to uh, self-improvement that we have. I love that. Oh my God. You're very inspired. I've, I've had the chance to travel a lot this summer, way more than I've ever done in my life. And I'm feeling quite refreshed. I got another trip coming up here in a couple of weeks and I'm just like, I'm loving it, man. It's, it's really yeah. kind of cool. It's really kind of, I, I could see what you're talking about. Like, like, just yes. in, like, like even just going to a different place in the United States, like in Austin, it's like, Oh, all the parking situation is different and the restaurants yeah. are different. Like how to navigate. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in my bubble where I'm, I'm used to right. how to navigate where I'm at, but then you, even just another city in the United States, it's like, Oh, I have to relearn how to navigate, navigate everything pretty much, you know, exactly. and, and how like the, the traffic signs work and how, how, yeah, just everything. It's, it's, um, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. So I can't even imagine, you know, I haven't done much international traveling. Like I've been to, to Mexico when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I've been to Canada when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But other than that, dude, I haven't been off this damn continent. So yeah. I need to figure something out with that for sure. But uh, I actually yeah. don't even have a passport. I'm, I'm in the process again when I just got my birth certificate. Nice. I got my photo at the FedEx store or whatever. And so sure. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm this close. Um, so yeah, man, very inspiring. So you were telling me about this other really cool little hack where uh, like, let's say you're not necessarily set on a destination, but you have like maybe this amount of money mm-hmm. and you want to get out and travel. Can you explain that for the people? Yeah, sure. There's a couple options that uh, are out there for different websites and Google, you know, for all the evil that they, uh, that they keep us trying to keep feeding us. They, they do have some pretty, some pretty dialed in resources. And so there's this thing you can go on Google flights um, and I think a lot of people are familiar with Google flights, right? No one really, nobody goes to united.com to book a flight. You, you want to get a, a variety of prices. And so, but you can go to unite uh, to Google flights and you can search. Um, there's an explore tab. Let's see. Explore, yeah. Hit the explore, explore the, the below, right? Explore. The there we go. And then you could say, so Nashville where to, okay. So let's scroll over to like, 
Is there anything to hold? Uh, yeah. So here we go. Like you, the map, just all you have is where you're flying out of and where to is a question mark. And then you put a time in there. Okay. So let's say you have, let's say you've allocated, you know, $600 for your travel or excuse me for your, yeah your travel expenses, not including lodging or whatever. And yeah. so you can look. And so right now you can get to whatever island that is in Hawaii for $498. Wow, that's crazy. And, I, I, I wish I would have known about this. Why didn't you tell me about this? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. And then yeah. so you can scroll like, I mean, you can scroll over to Europe. Like, let's see. Like it says yeah. you have it on one week trip in the next six months. Hold okay, on, let's, let's go. Let's go back. Hold cause on. Some, is... Yeah, because it's like, let's say you want to go to Europe, but you don't know exactly like maybe you don't care to where to go, but you want to go. Yeah. Okay, so look, here we go. If you were trying to look up like each of these cities individually, your spreadsheet would go insane trying to find it. Yeah, um, let's, yeah right there. So uh, see, okay, some places, Venice, 735, um, totally different prices. Yeah. But you'll, you'll see like if you, uh, oh, scroll just a little bit right there. Oh, so you'll see Strauss, Straussburg is $2,700, right? And then yeah. to, the, to, the, to the east, if you scroll in a little bit, there was one, uh, there you go, Stuttgart, $800. And so look yeah, at Yeah, look at Let's, that. So that is probably like, I don't know how many miles that is, but that's like a one-day train ride. It's going to cost like 50 euros, but you're going to yeah. save like whatever that is, Or this uh, Saar, Saarbrücken, they want five grand. Exactly. So you just go into Stuttgart, take the train, bam. And exactly, save tons of money. And, and then, yeah, so you can explore the whole world like this. And so you can start saving up, or if you have the money already, or if you got the credit and you just want to send it, um, this is an incredible daydreaming tool. Like, yeah. And, Let's and go it, to, are they even, no, there's not even any flights to Russia. Hmm. I've never been to Russia. That's interesting. They don't even let, Google doesn't let you. They, they, oh Google my God. Let, They're probably like, no, they, uh, no, we do not let flights. To yeah. Work. They're threatening Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. Oh, we could just go to Novorobrinsk and take the train. Or sneak across the border. How much is a flight to Ukraine? Where the hell is Ukraine at? I don't even know. Somewhere in here. Is that Ukraine right there? Oh, no flights to Ukraine. Is that you? Yeah, that's yeah. Ukraine. Yeah, no nice. flights to Ukraine either. Yeah. Maybe we can go to Poland and sneak in or something. Yeah. There yeah, we go. go to Warsaw and that's then take it. the train and we can go fight, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. No, thanks. <laughs> no? Okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I appreciate it. 728 bucks, dude. Nothing. Yeah. We could go hang out in Poland mm -hmm. and exactly and you, can change, <laughs> you can change the settings you know and, and yeah. do one week trip in the next month or in the next year and um, yeah and just go yeah have you ever done that where you just went one way and then with no really intention of when your yeah, return done date that. was i've done that a few times when i uh a couple of years ago I, I did a one-way ticket to cambodia and i ended up spending like three months in southeast asia wandering around and then another time i had a one-way ticket to bogota colombia mm -hmm. and I, I spent a few months until i, I but i was i was I was shopping for a job while I was down there, like online. I was applying for jobs with the National Park Service. And so instead of sitting around the United States, I I would just go to coffee shops. I didn't take my computer or anything. I went to coffee mm -hmm. shops and I would apply for jobs. And then when I got a job in the United States, I flew back. And Whoa. Went to work. Yeah. That's cool, man. I love that. Oh, man. That's, that's really cool. So tell us about your one-on-one uh, -on -one travel coaching. That's amazing because already you're, yeah. you taught me so much. So tell me uh, what, you know, what that's all about. Yeah. Well, thank you. So, you know... My podcast that I started with the help of my wife rewriting our future, it's basically a real-time chronicle of my wife and I trying to change our lives because over the last three years, basically since Truzilla, 
started scott's yeah. shout out to scott's uh, previous show yeah. um we you know since the pandemic popped off and we started diving into all this truth or content we have been so compelled to change our lives at the fastest pace that we can and i i credit that to travel as well i must say because like we were in spain when the lockdown started in mm. march of 2020 and the whole town we were like we're fine and we we're in the hostel we were the last people in the whole hostel finally we were like all right we should probably get out of here whole city was shut down and so i i was able i believe that it, you know what there's that quote that's like you can the people that can feel their shackles are the ones walking to the edges of the chains right mm. if you're just shackled and you're sitting there you can't feel your your chains at all like and so we were literally internationally traveling when they told us it was un we, we were no longer allowed to do it and so uh we were in europe and italy was blowing up and then or, yeah. And then so we we're like, well, we just won't go to Italy. And then the whole and then everything. We all know how the story went. So we yeah. had to like find a way out. We had to spend thousands of dollars to get back to the United States. Um, and so we were already living an expansive enough life to where this like globalist bullshit immediately impacted our reality. It wasn't like, well, maybe I have to wear a mask and that's the only thing I have to do. It's like, no, I had to like we had to cut our trip short, changed everything. We had government jobs. They had mandates coming in. And so we because we had such a low tolerance for the tyranny, I guess, because mm -hmm. some people have a high tolerance for tyranny because their lives aren't super sovereign, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we felt this thing that I learned, I think it was a guy named uh, Jeff Brown. He has this term called truthache. And it was like, when it's like, what do you do when you have a toothache? You might just ignore it. You might, uh, you know, take a bunch of medicine. You might pull your tooth out. You might go to the dentist. So what happens when you have a truthache? What happens when your spirit and your being is like telling you you're not aligned with your job or someone you're dating or friends that you have or the way you're poisoning yourself with your body or whatever? Like, what do you do? Do you just ignore it? Do you do you sedate it with alcohol or drugs or whatever? Um, and so my wife and I, we were engaged at that point and we had spent so much time on personal development and trying to be good people for each other that when the cabal started to push this pandemic bullshit, we immediately had all these alarms going off and was like, we can't live in alignment with this shit. We just can't do it. Like it doesn't mm. work anymore. Like our, we, we have low tolerance for the tyranny. And so we ended up uh, leaving our government jobs and we sold our house because the prices blew up. So it's was like, thank God I bought that house. Um, instead of being underwater and stuck with it, we sold it. We took all this money, came to Virginia. And since we've been here, we've been exploring more entrepreneurial endeavors. We've had yeah. five small businesses in the last year and love it four of them have not been successful right and that's what they say that's what it's in all the, about the self-help books they say you know 90 90 of small businesses fail in the first year well the other day i finally had a reframe i was like that just means i need to start 10 businesses yeah it's <laughs> kind of like it's kind of like because you're in sales too like you know it's a, the basic sales tenant where it's like you know you have to get uh you get a hundred or you get a hundred no's for every one yes, but that mm -hmm. means you have to go get those hundred no's in order to get that one yes. Right. I think that when some people hear like, you know, 90% of small businesses fail, I, I used to think that that meant the one business you start, you better stick with it and mm -hmm. try and try and try to make sure you're not in that, that 90%. But it's like, not necessarily. You just keep trying. And so um, this will be like the sixth small business that we've started because we are determined to be entrepreneurs. My wife put yeah. her two weeks, her one month notice in at her job when yes. you were here last week. I know, week, we right? celebrated. That was fun. And so now um, we're doing it. That's what rewriting yeah. our future is all about. And yes. uh, and so that's what we're selling our house now again because there's another good thing in the market. We're just going to yep. keep following the omens. 
So about your question on the one-on-one -on -one coaching, you know, I, I didn't know what to do with this book. I don't promote it really. I, um, I'm proud of it, but I just was yeah. like, I did it. It's cool. I don't want to like, I didn't really know how to promote it or talk about it or anything. Um, I don't want to pay people to advertise and all this. So I just, I've just been sitting on it. Well, I was listening to someone the other day, uh, a podcast. Her name was Samantha Lotus. It was mm -hmm. from a couple of years ago. I don't know what she's up to these days, but, um, she was talking about spirit led entrepreneurship, you know, and she Whoa. said, if you had three months to live, and all you could do was help people with the gifts you have right now, what would you do? Make your business plan. And that doesn't have to be your end all. But that's how you, you do spirit-led entrepreneur, where you're, you're living in alignment. You know, I used to try, I, I spent a season trying to sell solar door-to-door. -door. Dear God, I was terrible. <laughs> I had crippling anxiety. Um, yeah. I hated going to the door. I sold two things. I made like, it was terrible. I, I, it was awful. Um, and so I thought that that's what all marketing was and self-marketing and all this, but I'm learning that's not true. And so I was struck by what she said. You know, if you had three months to help people with the gifts you have right now, what would it be? And because literally it could be anything, you know, if you're, if you can paint trim in a house, if you can help people pet sit their cats, like there's an opportunity for everything. And so we've just been pouring into all this content, desperate for uh, the next align, the next uh, truth ache to go away, yeah. which is, um, our our income and so then i thought wow i could help people with their travel um insecurities and their hesitations and their boundaries and it just so happens that for the last three years i've been working for a major health app doing health coaching yeah uh, i message people uh you know i text people and about their health and wellness goals and so i've been trained in how to be uh like a coach for um three years and cool. now I have all this knowledge about travel and I thought, well, let's just try it. And so this is it. This is my debut thing. And so what I'm offering, which I'm really excited to say as well, is that this is free. I don't know what oh. year you're listening to this. If you're listening to this in 2030, um, you're going to have to talk to my agent. You know, it's $300 <laughs> for a group session or whatever. But yeah. right, right now in 2023, I will give you a 45 minute free coaching session about whatever you want to talk about travel related. If you feel like wow. you can't afford it, if you feel like you don't know what it looks like to hot to, you know, stay in hostels, maybe you don't want to stay in hostels. Maybe you think you're too old for hostels. Uh, maybe you want to go stay in luxury hotels in Paris and you just don't know what that looks like. You don't know if Paris is safe right now because of all like whatever the hell's going on over there. Yeah. Whatever is holding you up for your traveling to help you become more of an aligned and empowered person you follow the links in scott's thing you can go to my uh rewriting our is where i have my uh my 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 blog yeah but you can see there that there's a tab there free one-on-one -on -one travel coaching bam so the, oh that's oh that's so cool i need to integrate the tabs i need to do more oh, of my yeah. tabs so you you're way ahead of me on that so that's awesome so you guys yeah. so this is this is the main page rewriting our future we'll talk about the podcast in a minute he's got sure. a, a whole podcast thing going right there but okay, so free one-on-one -on -one travel coaching. So there's the link right there. And then you scroll down and you hit, you know, book you can read session. a bunch about it. You hit book a session and then you can go into Calendly and see what my availability is. Um, I've never that. done this before and I don't really know what to expect. But the great thing about it is that I, I don't expect anyone to complain because it's literally yeah. free. And so, but I, I, I do believe that, um, we have an obligation 
to support each other yeah about with during this these trying times like for real you know i listen to yeah. uh mark passio a lot i talk about yeah. him all the time you're on taking his course team. too right yeah exactly i'm taking his his course how to uh, how to become the true media nice. where he basically you know what passio said that blew my mind he was like so if you don't know Mark Passio, he teaches natural law. He's an anarchist and he's super fucking serious. He, yeah. he, he doesn't have any room for anybody's excuses. And so he is of the understanding as a prior Satanist, uh, high, high ranking in the Satanist religion. He understands that the world is being enslaved by Satanists, right? And that a lot of people are Satanists and they don't even know it just by definition. If you live a hedonistic lifestyle that steps on other people and you don't give a shit about anybody else, by definition, you're a Satanist. So a lot of people don't even know they're Satanists. And so what Passio says is that, you know, humanity is currently enslaved and being uh, more and more enslaved every day. They're just tightening it. And so something that helped me start my show along with your encourage encouragement to start the show is that... If we know that the world is being tyrannized and the, the shackles of enslavement are, are clamping down on us and you have that knowledge, you have to do something about it. You know, mm -hmm. we learn from the trivium that you're not just because you know something that is not wisdom. You, you don't have wisdom until you act. Mm -hmm. Right. You just have knowledge until that. And knowledge is just potential you know it's like a light switch with nothing with, without it being turned on and a lot of people think that knowledge is enough because you can bullshit with your buddies when you go like to dinner or you can like rant with people on facebook or whatever but um you we have the responsibility to unslave humanity by putting our knowledge turning our knowledge into wisdom through action and so he says the number one way that the world propagandizes us is through the media obviously I right am. You can't go anywhere. You can't get your oil changed. You can't go to the dentist. You can't open up your phone or, and you can't go to some like Walgreens without some weird vaccine, like Christmas jingle going on. The whole world is propagandizing us through the media 24 seven in every language possible. They're hitting it from every angle. So Passio says we have to create as much content as they do. Mm -hmm. And because most of us, if you think back to when you got enlightened, when was a moment in your life where you shifted over into a new paradigm? You know, when mm -hmm. did you have like, it was due to probably some sort of media. It wasn't, it wasn't your buddy yeah. ranting with you about a book you read at the bar. Like it was media. And so he's like, if you got red pilled by media, then you must create media to contribute the unslavement of humanity. And it doesn't matter if you don't know what you're doing. It, it, your voice has a reach. And, I, and he, he says that people say, well, Passio, you're doing it so good. Your, your website has everything you need. Why should I have to create? Why should I have to help humanity with my gifts at all if you're doing it? And he'll start screaming. He'll be like, I don't got it. What the fuck is wrong with you? You have people that in your life that you can reach that I could never reach. And so his course, basically, he's like, I got to teach you all about natural law. And now you're complaining because you don't know how to make a podcast well, or a book. Well, let me tell you how to use your computer. So for six yeah. months, Passio teaches us how to use the computer, how to create media, how to set up. Like I have an Ethernet plugged into this laptop right now, which I would have never done if it wasn't for Passio, right? It costs $15 for the adapter. I was just running on half my home's Wi-Fi potential. Yeah. So that course has been invaluable and it gave me permission and authority to contribute to the enslavement of humanity. It sounds so obvious now, right? Yeah. But I used to think I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. 
And so, but we are qualified. Like, absolutely. If you, if you know anything, and you were a big inspiration for me as well, you're like, start the podcast, bro. Do it, dude. Do it. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, he's like, you, you, you were just like, do it. Just um, do it. And so that's part of what the coaching thing is too. It's like, okay, you know, if I hadn't have started the podcast three months ago that I'm like bumbling my way through, like you can look at it and see all my insecurities. The thumbnails don't fit. My mic sometimes doesn't that's work. That's not your fault. That's Substack. And I have that same problem. Substack is kind of stupid with their thumbnail formatting. And it's, okay. I don't understand why they haven't figured that out yet. It's like, Thank bro, you. if I'm making thumbnails for you, you, when I upload a video, you require it to be this size right and then when you display it on the page it's like cut off on the edges like what's wrong with you guys like what the hell get your shit no seriously together. that's but good anyway, to know because i was like i was fault. trying to take responsibility but you know no. it's totally substack's fault substack yeah. i'm a just a dialed in 100 percent creator yeah um <laughs> yeah and so it's been just like part of the journey like if i hadn't have uh um if i hadn't started going to the festivals the mm -hmm. freedom festivals where we met you and so many other inspiring people, I wouldn't have been inspired to start a show. And if I hadn't have started my own show and started writing and interviewing people, then I wouldn't have had the confidence to do this coaching thing that I'm now doing. Yeah. And so, and so that's why I'm, I'm not tripping about the money. Like right now I have it where one person can sit with me a day, right? I have no sure. idea. Like, but I'm just going to keep promoting this and I don't know when it's going to click over into paid, but for now, one person a day can send me, a request to sit down with them and coach them. And because I believe that this is spirit led and that I really think it's helping people because travel has been so transformative for me, you know, mm -hmm. like, I mean, I can't, I mean, I met my wife in another country by That's my, amazing. when I was by myself, like there, it, there is no price tag. There's nothing you can put on that. It, it, it forever justifies extensive meandering <laughs> debt, debt in in like debt inciting travel like forever yeah and so um and that's just one one aspect and so i'm excited to give this for free and if anyone out there listens to me it's like man that dude i could use someone to bounce some ideas off of you know yeah, and we it. can just chat you know and I, if i can help you uh go for it and also my book you can buy my book on amazon it's 14.99 and yep. it uh i'm trying to figure out how to do audiobook but Ooh. I think it has some valuable information. You know, a lot of people don't understand. Most people, they are most prohibitive by travel. They say by money, right? Mm -hmm. They say, I can't travel because of the money. And I think that that's sort of not true. Mainly they're, they're scared. And so whatever it is, and that's totally fair. You know, if it's, uh, if it's fear, if it's money, um, that's what I'm here to talk about. And other things, like maybe you're like, I just literally don't know. Like so many people have asked me over the years, like, but what's it like in a hospital? like a hostile, like they like lower their voice as if they're like embarrassed, you know? Um, and because it's like, it's as if it's something you're supposed to know, you know, like one time I took the Amtrak train for a month around the country because there's Amtrak around the United States, because there's an Amtrak rail pass that you can get that is so cheap, you know? Um, and there's tons of resources that people just don't know about and they're all in the book. And that's, that's yeah. so cool, man. That's so cool. And, and it's really funny too. It's very much in alignment with like this whole conversation and where you're at with your traveling. So we made the observation we were hanging out. It's like, bro, we've only hung out. We've hung out five times and every single time has been in a different state. It's yeah. so mind blowing. So the first time was in Washington mm -hmm. and then Oregon then Texas and Missouri then Virginia. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you guys will make it over here to Tennessee. And so we we're will keep the streak six. So six, six hangs, six states. Exactly. That's so cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I messaged you when we went to uh, the greater reset, shout out to Derek bros and Morelia yep. at the conscious resistance. Um, we'll be there again this year. I, cool. I imagine. So in, uh, 
in January, there's the Greater Reset in Morelia, Mexico, which is the antidote to the Great Reset. Yeah. And uh, it's an incredible five day conference. And we were down there and we opened up a magazine. That was before I knew about Liberty Uncensored. And I was like, uh, yes. And I texted you. I was like, Scott, I see your advertising in this magazine in Mexico. Um, so yeah, yeah we're, that's we're, hilarious. we're staying connected across across the map. We are. Yeah. Shout out to Corey Haig over at Liberty Uncensored, Liberty Uncensored sure. NP.com. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's where it's at. So cool, man. Wow. So that's really, really exciting. So, well, let's talk about your podcast a little bit here. Um, sure. a little bit of time you have left. So you, you took the plunge, you, you plugged in the mic yep. and you hit the record button and you started going. So tell yep. us about, uh, rewriting our future. I know we've kind of talked about it a little bit already, but first sure. of all, I love the name, like Thanks. rewriting our future. Just great. Name. Yeah. Fantastic. You nailed it. So Thank tell you. us about, tell us about the, the kind of impetus for the show and then kind of what it's turned into. Yes, sir. So, um, like I mentioned in 2020, you know, I had a huge, like frying pan over the head moment. My wife grew up in kind of like a, a family that was more like understanding that the government is not to be trusted, you know? And uh, like, for example, I met my father-in-law and when we were just oh, dating. Oh yeah, I met your father-in-law too, yeah. dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, shout yes, out to yes. Joe. Shout yeah, out to Joe, yeah. He's like the, the OG truther, yeah. Bill Cooper era. Exactly. Like, hardcore. Yeah. yeah, he would stay, he was telling us that he would stay up until midnight Yep. And then put the headphones on and listen to Bill Cooper's radio show every five nights a week and then fall asleep to it. It's yeah. like, man, imagine the how much gratitude we need to have for our podcast. Yeah, before can... before they had tape recorder, he had a tape recorder or before there were even tape recorders or whatever, right? And he was like, it was like I yeah. and then they invented tape recorders and he's like, and then I could finally go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like hard. I mean, like, damn, that's like a commitment, you yeah. know, to that like to that like truth nourishment. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I met him. I was telling a little about my life with my wife and I were just dating. I went over to their house, you know, how you doing? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Nice to meet you. And, uh, he, I was like, yeah, I was in, the, I was in the military, you know, he's an old school truther. And so yeah. he's like, Oh yeah, military, huh? And, uh, it's not, it's funny. Cause in Virginia, you know, it's like in the South, it's like, you know, support our troops and shit. But my father-in-law is like a little more awake than that. Yeah. Dare I say. And, uh, and so he's like, Oh yeah. Did they, uh, how much did they brainwash you? And I said, uh, you know, fortunately, I was 21 years old when I went in. So I had my ethics sorted out enough when I went in. And he said, my ethics were so sorted out that I never went in. <laughs> and I was like, who is this guy? Um, and uh, so that's the environment my wife kind of grew up in. And then so when we were uh, when the pandemic was happening, I was kind of just taking it at face value. But my wife was like, this is all bullshit. And I was like, really, man? Um, you know, and, uh, and finally we had some hard talks and she was saying things to me that if anybody else had said, I would have been like, no, cause I read all these, like, I was like living in Boulder and Denver and Portland. And so like, I was on this, like more like libtard train and I was trying to be like a better man. And so I would listen to the women and I would be, they'd be like, you know, you're privileged and all this shit. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm a good man. So I'm going to, I'm going to like go along with all that leftist shit. And my wife was finally like, dude, this is all wrong. Um, and if it had been anybody else, I would have been like, I got a stack of books that I got from all this, like, you know, why I'm not talking to white people about race. Like I read all the liberal books. Like I can shut down your argument. You know, I, I can contribute, I can defend my own insignificance as a tall, straight white man, like retarded. And, but because my wife was the one that was like, this is wrong. I couldn't just cognitively disassociate. Yeah. I loved her. And she was like, holy shit and so i like had a meltdown my like brain cracked open and i had to re-figure everything out and then we came back together and i was like all right nothing i know is true and so we spent a year and a half 
sitting on our couch in Washington as the, you know, we were in Western Washington. They started to want like vaccine passports to get into the restaurants and shit. And we were just yeah. at home. Like, and so we were just diving in, going to those, uh, meeting you at the festival in the middle of the yeah. pandemic when we're all supposed to be like, we thought we were going to get arrested and shit for going to the festival. Um, but, and so yeah. all that led to, uh, we just started to rewrite our future. And I started to dive into like, uh, you know, John Taylor Gatto and uh, Edward Bernays' Propaganda. Like John Taylor Gatto's Dumbing Us Down is like the best book, I think, for me personally, mm -hmm. to for people that want to like wake up real quick in one afternoon read about the public school system. And so that's when we were like, we have to rewrite our future. My mind has been captured by mind control. Even though I was the type of guy to leave jobs on a whim and travel the world, I was I, my thoughts and my beliefs and the limits to the way that I would expand in life were limited by the social engineering of the oligarchs. And I was the most expansive person that I knew. Mm -hmm. And I was still limited. So it was like, holy shit. And so we made all these changes. And then so by the time we got here and settled in, I'm like, I have to do a show, not only to encourage my own personal development and help other people and try to spread the word the way that uh, Passio wants us to, but it was to document the changes because rewriting our future is not like a fictional story. And it's not mm -hmm. like this is what happened. This is in real time. Like we're selling our house next month. My wife's quit her job. I'm trying to do an entrepreneurial endeavor right now. That's why we're here. And so if anybody wants to watch a show with me where I am figuring out how to do a podcast, how to get clients, how to interview, how to be a guest. And my wife will come on and we'll be like, what are we up to now? And, um, we are on we are doing our best to unslave ourselves in real time and it's been happening so quickly because we've been building so momentum that i've uh, i've been excited and i just gave up trying to make everything like super dialed i'm just going to keep creating content and then in five years i'll be super dialed um, but for now i'm just having fun and trying and so i encourage everyone else you can make a podcast and a blog on substack in like five minutes yeah it's they, they have a button this is like podcast record here you can figure out the spotify and all that later i mean scott basically taught me all this but you can you can do it you can just hit it and um i yeah so there it is so subscribe there if you'd like yes uh and also i'm really like small in the game and so if somebody out there is listening and they've never been on a show before but they have a journey they'd like to oh, share yes. i can like seriously consider myself the only person i've listened to that just says like if you're out there and you want to be on a show hit me up my platform is not so big that i have to like I, i'm not i don't have a specific brand my brand is like encouraging myself and others to use their voice to learn technology right like this light i just got last week okay nice like i uh, encourage anyone who wants to um be more expansive to hit me up and we can do it together. We can rewrite our future yes. together. Yes. I love that, man. I, I, I just, I'm so excited for you where you're at on this part of your journey with the whole podcasting thing. Cause like, it was the same thing for me, dude. I had no idea what I was doing. No idea whatsoever. And I had to learn everything on the go, how to like do. And now I've helped out on like professional, like with Marion Perhenane's documentary of like helping Richard Gage with some documentary yeah. stuff. It's like, it's incredible. Achievement. It's like, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. Like I didn't know anything. And all these skills I had to learn in the fire, mm -hmm. like, like making mistakes and failing and doing all this yeah. stuff. Like, like I was like, Oh, I got to figure out how to do this. Gave me like a skill set, whether it's like graphic design, like networking with people, um, you know, how to like track people down that you want to interview, you know, stuff like that, like how to meander and network and kind of like use that person to get to that person, like in a non, like, you know, 
not a creepy way. It's like not using people, but it's, it's like, networking. it's like, it's like it's network. Yes. Networking. That's just it. It's networking. And so, but all these different tools and skills that I never in a million years would have conceived that I had. And now it's like, Oh yeah, no problem. And now I can like offer those as services sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to comment too, real quick about how, uh, your, um, your idea of doing the free consultations. Mm -hmm. Cause that, that, that's something that we talked about this, but like, it's something that, uh, I learned in autonomy in Richard hmm. Grove's autonomy mm -hmm. course. So when you, when you have like a skill that you're trying to bring to market and yeah. you're new, uh, you're new at bringing the skill to market, you have a legit skill, mm -hmm. right. But, but the whole like integration into how to offer that in a paid format, like that was one of the suggestions that, that, that yeah. we were told, like something that you should do is you should provide that service for free for people. So for one, so you can kind of get an idea of like what that's like, so yeah. that you can become accustomed to, you know, what are some of the common questions and what are some of the common like barriers and some of the things you have to overcome before you can fully offer that as like a paid service. But also then um, in exchange, the the exchange part was just testimonials, just being like, I'll give you a free consultation. Hmm. Just just give me a testimonial, like mm -hmm. whether it's like a, a quick little blurb, like a paragraph or a video testimonial as well. Like that's perfectly fair. I'm sure people would, would be more than happy to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll write you a testimonial. So that that is kind of the value exchange that happens mm -hmm. with a free, with a free service. But, uh, but, but really ultimately it's more about just like training that muscle in you to know like what, what, what you can expect once it goes live and it actually is a service. So, you know, it's a very win-win situation in the very beginning. And so I wanted to say like everybody that's watching and listening, there's links in the episode description, whether you're watching it right now or listening later, um, you'll see links to uh, not only the, the the coaching sessions, you can book your session. I want to encourage all you guys to go do it. Okay. Anybody that wants to do it, go do it and and just get that download, get that advice. You know, it's, it's a free thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's something that's just right there and available to you and, and you'll help, you'll be helping Paul actually don't think of it as like you're taking from him, but this is a way yeah. that we can, you can actually give back and help by jumping in and doing that. So anybody that's listening, yeah. I want to give you a very clear call to action. Go help, go help Paul out by booking one of these free sessions. And then you can learn something for yourself too. Um, also you'll see a link in the episode description to his sub stack and the book. Got to get the book, got to get the book. And uh, yeah, man, that's just so awesome. And so, but yeah, like I said, so this, this part of your process is so inspiring because you know, you're, you're at this, the humble beginnings part where you're just learning and growing and networking mm -hmm. and you've, you've done great. I, I mean, I was on your show once that was so much fun. And I yeah, feel like, awesome. uh, and, and I feel like there's just like so much opportunity and like, you're, you're poised to really make a difference in this world just because of your worldview. Like you're, you're just very, uh, good at, you know, at chatting. Like, like, dude, like you're one of my favorite people in the world to talk to. Like we've had some awesome conversations, you know what I mean? And it's like, like you're just a natural at this. I'm so glad that you're finding this within yourself. Thank you. To go out in the world and, and, and give your gifts and offer your gifts to the world, man. It's so cool. And it's inspiring. It's inspiring to me too. And so again, I I've, I've said this to a lot of people over the years, but what would be something that you would say right now to somebody who's sitting out there and they want to start a podcast or they want to write a book or they're trying to start a business and they don't really know what to do next or they don't really, they're running up against that fear, that like that fear yep. feeling or, or just like, um, uncertainty. What mm -hmm. would be, what would be your message directly to them? Yeah, I would say two things. I think that when you are running up against fear, that's how you know you're in the right place. Because if it's easy, if it's too simple, then you, it's not, you can't grow, you know, new level, new devil. You, you have mm -hmm. to have something to overcome or else it is not of value. And the other thing is, so you're in the right place if you're nervous about it and it feels aligned with your spirit, then that's a good thing. You know, if you want to go like, you know, sell something door to door that you hate, you know, that, of course, that's not going to feel good. But uh, 
if you're aligned with it and you're nervous, that's a call to action, you know, and there are ways through mentorship or coaching or just trial and error that you can overcome that um, because the world does need your input because this is a collective game. One person, Trump's not going to save us, right? Trump's, Trump is like wanted really? for vaccine genocide. Yeah, Actually, exactly. I saw it on a shirt. <laughs> so like nobody will save us. The only way we can be saved is if aggregate humanity raises the tide together. Um, and the other thing I would say, and this goes for travel too, like, I am not really here to, to promote like fear porn and stuff, but you know, we saw what they can do to, to borders and we saw what they can mm -hmm. do to passports and we could saw what they can do to checkpoints within the United States. We know what they can do to business licenses and, you know, the ability to, to, uh, exchange commerce through cash or apps. And so, you know, freedom is not a condition under which we live, which I've been learning, right? Freedom is an action that we take that is like freedom is a verb. And mm -hmm. so and, and if we take for granted the ability that we have to live in this land of opportunity, it, we are going to squander it. So we have an obligation to perform sovereign acts of freedom to future generations. And th because this, maybe these things like might not be here. Like that's what I say about traveling. Like if you, if you haven't seen the Eiffel Tower at night and that's something you want to see, if you want to see like Machu Picchu or, um, you know, Angkor Wat in Cambodia, I don't know how long you're going to be able to fly over there and do that. Like literally you could have two years, you know? And so it's very important to understand that uh, we can't take these opportunities for granted. And if it's challenging, but it's spirit led and aligned, then you're exactly in the right place. Just get some help. That's what I've been doing. I've been getting help. I reach out to Scott. I'm taking a class next week. There's a podcast called here for the truth. And it's a real, they're crushing it. I love it. They have a course called rise above the herd. It starts, um, Next week, there's still a few days, there's a few spots left. If anybody wants it, you can go rise above the herd, here for the truth. I'm taking a professional development course that was not cheap because I'm just trying to level up because I couldn't, I know that I need more self-esteem than I have. And instead of just moping around and trying to manifest it out of nothing, I'm paying people to help me. I reach out to Scott. And uh, I don't know if that was a longer answer than no, you wanted, perfect. but that's it. Yeah. That, and there's something to be said for that too, is that like, you know, the networking and the community aspect is so huge because, you know, once you have an, an inspiration to go do something, it's hard to do it on your own. And so if you do already have an established network or community of people, you know, you can leverage that for expertise or just support mm -hmm. in general. Like that's, that's a huge part of it. So yeah, definitely, man. So amazing. Well, any other final thoughts or anything? Well, I'll say one last thing. As a health coach all day long, I talk to people and I text people who are really discouraged about their health and wellness journey. Mostly it's people that are overweight. And I message, I message like a hundred people a day that are trying to lose weight basically or work on their health for my, for my nine to five. Right. Um, and like Scott said, you know, we don't have to do it alone. We, we, there, we were never just, we were never evolved or designed or whatever you want to say to do this by ourselves. So I tell people all the time, like, we all say it. We all know the expression. It takes a village to raise a child, but mm -hmm. nobody ever talks about how that same village is supporting all the adults too. Mm -hmm. And so there is no reason for us to be doing this alone. Um, and that's something that Scott's leads by example with all the people he's connected with. And so uh, whatever it is that we're up against, we, we, there are, we are out there to help each other. And uh, all it takes is like an email or a phone call. And we'd be so surprised how fast we can exponentially break through limits if we don't expect to do it all by ourselves. I love that breakthrough limits, folks. Don't let those limits keep you in a place where you don't like being like, cause it's infinite, infinite abundance. It's infinite, infinite opportunity, infinite potential. You just, but you got to work for it. You know what I mean? Like that's mm -hmm. like the true essence of freedom. Freedom is not just, you know, 
going to a grocery store and 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 having the ability to indulge and and, and stuff your face like that's right. not freedom freedom actually takes effort and work mm -hmm. we gotta work because because the freedom is is just the platform by which we step out and sees everything that you could ever possibly want you know what i mean it's a beautiful thing once you're in that flow once you step in and you're like in the flow of following your dreams or pursuing a passion that it just takes like it's like you know there are days that i put in like like literally i'll go to like a job like 20 hours dude like it's crazy you know between like wow, my, yeah. my handyman stuff like i'll go to a job at like 7 a.m and then like be working on other all this other online stuff so like two in the morning. You know what I mean? It's like crazy stuff. You know what I mean? And it's like mm -hmm. nonstop. And it's like, but that's what we do. That's not every day, but I've had days like that. You know what I mean? And it's like, you have a podcast and I got to do all these emails and I do injected stuff and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, holy crap, you know, but that's, that's, but we're, once you're in that flow, it's like, you feel invincible. You literally feel invincible. And then once you start to like bear, like that's all this effort that you put in, you know, you have to sacrifice and it's a lot of discipline and stuff in the beginning. And once it starts to bear fruit, then it's like, Oh boy. Okay. So, mm -hmm. and then it just keeps it going, man. So I love the path that you're on. Uh, I just am so excited for you, man. And just keep in touch and let's just figure out any sort of collaboration we can do. But any of your projects, just let me know. And everybody go at least go subscribe to his Substack. It's free to subscribe, book the one-on-one -on -one session and get the book tonight. Do it. There you go. Paul, thank you, Scott. Man. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much, man. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll just talk to you soon. And everybody out there. Um, oh, I got a, uh, let's see. I've got uh, Jordan Page, the great Jordan Page musician uh, coming up next Tuesday. And I think I, I don't know if I have another interview next week. And then I'm going to be heading to Maui to hang out with the Unjected crew. Oh, nice. After next weekend. Yeah. So we're going to be doing some like a whole bunch of Unjected like footage, video. Sounds like we're doing a music video. Sounds like we're doing... Uh, just reporting on Maui in general. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to go hang out with the crew over in Maui. So I'm very grateful for that. So I'm going nice. to have to read your book and get some travel to actually read the book now and get some travel tips for that. Yeah, uh, for sure. But uh, so I don't know how much I'm going to be doing episodes that week, you guys, but I'll, I'll try and squeeze something out. Maybe we'll do like a best of or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Paul, you're the man. Thank you so much. Keep it thank up. You, and I'll talk to you guys all soon. Peace. Bye.